Our 70-year faith journey as a church community marks another big milestone in our church history in relation to responding to God's calling and in pursuing His lead for the kingdom of God. God had a dream for River Park Church, formerly the first Christian Reformed Church, and led us to take the first step in Calgary in 1952. The Lord has faithfully been leading us and blessing us for 70 years. The Lord also has blessed countless people who are in spiritual and physical need, and the local communities around here through us. We have continued our journey throughout various stages of our church's life and have reached this point. Now we live in the 21st century and, and are facing a very different world in many ways than when we started 70 years ago. This world has been dramatically diversified and is struggling with broader and more complicated political, economic, and social issues. The Lord continues to bring diverse people into our neighborhood from all over the world. God wants us to be more receptive to the changes He's making in our city and has invited us to join Him for His next dream for River Park Church which is our new adventure to transform into a new mosaic community. We know that we are not creating our own community for ourselves. If we do that, it will be like another human-centered community in the world. God is creating His, His kingdom community through His people. And our church is part of it. So as we are celebrating, celebrating our 70th anniversary, it will be helpful for us to remember the meaning of our God's kingdom community. It will guide us to the right path as we continue our adventure journey together. In the Bible, God reveals himself in a community of Trinity, one in being and three in person, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They perfectly love and serve one another. Our triune God is the perfect, holy, loving community. We are all created in the image of the triune God, which means we are also wired up for the community and always long to belong. God created the first human community of Adam and Eve, which was rooted in that nature of God. They enjoyed a perfect loving relationship with each other and with God. But the first human community fell apart after they committed sin. 
and all human communities in the world became self-centered and began to suffer. But God never gave up on us. God has been on, on a mission to continue to rebuild his, king, his kingdom community. Jesus is fully God, yet set aside his rights as God to come down to us in human flesh, to connect and to live with us, and to open a new door to rebuild his community by dying in our place. It was the night before Jesus was crucified when he gave this new command to his disciples. John 13, verses 34 to 35. A new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Jesus had taught them all they needed for three years, and now was giving them this command. It was a significant moment. He didn't have much time with them, and was laying the foundation to form his new kingdom community identified by his love, which is church. Jesus referred to it as a new command, but it, is not, it was not new because there was already the same command about loving God and others. But when Jesus says, as I have loved you, so you must love one another, that is a new one. Feel with new meaning because of the way that Jesus has loved us. Jesus loved fishers, tax collectors, kids, Gentiles, the sick, the poor, prostitutes, and even his enemies. He loves everyone, including you and me. We don't deserve his love. When Jesus said, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. He was talking about his new community that people had never seen before. Christ's love is unconditional, sacrificial, forgiving, and gracious. It doesn't matter who they are, regardless of gender, social class, ability, or skin color. There is no favoritism or discrimination in his heart. That is how Jesus has loved us. And he is inviting us to live out that love then people will know we are his people and would be drawn to Christ's love. His new community would continue to grow in that love. That is the church community that God wants to build through us.
without their love, people will harm others who are different from themselves and are torn apart into division. We actually see broken relationships or growing tensions between nations, different nations, groups, or people every day. This breaks down the human community. In this world, there is no group of people identify that love except church. Because the love is only from God, not from anyone else in the world. This new community, church, is unique and recognized by his love when we love one another as Christ has loved us. So in Acts chapter 1, the risen Lord Jesus is telling his disciples for important things to take action to start his kingdom community. In a few days, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. You will be baptized with the Spirit. You will receive power. And you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. Jesus made it clear what Pentecost will be about. God started his church, began expanding his kingdom community to the ends of the earth. When the day of Pentecost came, God's Spirit was poured out upon a community of believers. They were filled with the Spirit and expressed the wonders of God in different languages. The first worship service of the first church was a multilingual one. The Holy Spirit's enabling of the disciples to speak in different languages shows us where God's heart is and what kind of community he wants to build up. God's building his kingdom community started with the arrival of the Holy Spirit on that day. And the Holy Spirit is still with us. We are all here, each of us here, because God has given us His Holy Spirit and called us to be witnesses. We are uh, the, the spiritual grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren of those whom God, the Holy Spirit first poured out upon at Pentecost. And we continue uh, following the tradition of the apostles to be the witnesses of Jesus and all He has done, first in Jerusalem, then in Judea, the province, then in Samaria, the, the next-door province, and now to the ends of the earth. Witnesses do just one thing. Witnesses show and tell the good news that they already know. There have been many chapters in the story and mission of God's church and of River Park Church. And Pastor Harrison already touched on many of those this morning. But in today's world, it's beautiful and amazing that we don't need to travel 
to the ends of the earth in order to share the good news and witness to the good news to the ends of the earth. Why? Because the ends of the earth have come here. People from all over the world have come to Canada and to Calgary. God has given us tools like the internet, which allows us to be able to connect with almost anyone in any place around the globe, even into space. The good news of Jesus Christ is bearing more and more fruit every day, every year. What is the fruit of the gospel? It's lives changed by the Holy Spirit. It's refugees who find a new life and a new home. It's lost people who find connection with God and community online and River Park Church here, here in Calgary. In just a few minutes, those of us gathering for our potluck are literally going to be able to taste food from all over the world, from the ends of the earth. What God is doing at River Park is nothing new. It is a continuation of what He has been doing for a long time, an unfolding of His plan guided and empowered by His Holy Spirit. Paul says to the church in Colossians, in Colossians chapter 1, that the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. You, you Colossians, learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant who's a faithful minister in Christ on our behalf, and who also told us, Paul and his colleagues, he told us about your love in the Spirit. The Colossians learned about God's love from Epaphras, Paul says. At River Park Church, we learned about God's love from others. I could list all the names of previous pastors, elders, deacons, leaders in our church, too many to name. Perhaps a few names come to mind for you. You remember a previous pastor or a leader, an elder or deacon or a ministry leader who's been significant in your life? Often those names bring up happy memories, but other times or when we remember a certain leader, we're reminded of pain. Still others of us, praise the Lord, are new here. We're entering the story of River Park Church for the first time. We don't know any of this 70-year history. We're, we're here for a few months, a few years, a few weeks. We're here for the first time. And still others of us are not just new to River Park Church, but we're new to the family of God and to the kingdom of God. We don't know this story that seems so common to everyone else. We're still learning the language that others share, the language and story of this book. Regardless of where we find ourselves in the unfolding story of God's kingdom, the best leaders at River Park Church and at every church have always reminded us that our local congregation isn't about itself. That God's focus for His people, for His church, is always about something bigger than ourselves. And if we're not about ourselves, then we have to be about someone else or something else. And as Christians, we are about God's business. And God's business is building His kingdom. This is the story passed down to us in Scripture, which Pastor Harrison has already uh, annotated for us this morning. 
This is the example we see in Jesus, who always serves his Father's will. Likewise, the Holy Spirit doesn't exist for, this, for its own sake, for the Spirit's own sake, but opens our hearts to God so that we can see how good life is in God's kingdom, so that we can be empowered and able to serve as children in God's family and receive the inheritance of God's family. We are invited, each of, each of you and all of you, invited to the table with God and with his family. You can see that picture behind me. It's a painting by Andrei Rublev, a Russian painter from a number of uh, a few hundred years ago. You notice how the, each person of the Trinity gathered around the table has their head sort of nodded, each deferring in humility and love to the other. We are invited to the table of the Lord. We are invited to the family of God. And so also, this is Paul's prayer for the Colossians and our prayer as leaders for you as God's church. I'm going to read just a few more verses from Colossians 1. And if you want to close your eyes, if that's uh, helpful for you, I invite you to do that. Just listen to these words from the Apostle Paul. He says, We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of His will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live lives worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, so that you might have great endurance and patience, and giving joy, joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of God's holy people, in the kingdom of light. For God, He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. God has rescued us from darkness and brought us into a kingdom characterized by His love for His Son. And God has qualified us to share in the inheritance of Jesus and of his family. Some of you have children. Others of you would like to have children someday. I wonder what you hope to give them as an inheritance. Almost certainly you hope to give them something that's better than what you have. You want to share with your children even more than what you have. Likewise, all of us have parents. What do we hope for from mom or from dad. Doubtlessly, we hope that uh, one of our parents has some secret wealth hidden away so that one day they'll pass it on to us. Right? The good news at River Park Church is not just ours, but the good news is that God's greatest gifts are for all people and that we don't have to wait for them. They're for the present Therefore, now, God's gifts to us are not a church building or a program or an institution or events, wonderful as all of those things are. They are the tools that serve God's kingdom purposes. They're the vehicles that help drive us toward the goal that God has for us. Our goal is God's goal. and God is building His kingdom community to fullness 
Many people over 70 years have heard about God's love through River Park Church. They've heard from you and about you and your love for one another, your love for your neighbors and friends, for the community around you and around us. But as more and more people come to hear the story of God's love, and as more and more people come to hear it from and through us at River Park Church, we will have a choice. You will have a choice. We could and we can focus on ourselves. That's our, always our first choice. Focusing on ourselves means looking at one person or a program or, or some point in history and saying, that's what it's supposed to be. Our temptation is always to look for some specific instance and say, well, if only we did that again, that would grow. Or if only that happened, that person stayed, whatever, then, then things would be good. But allow me to stir your hearts this morning and wonder with you, don't you want more? Don't you want more than just what you have right now? And more importantly, most importantly, do you believe that God wants more? Not just for you as an individual, but for His people. Because you see that our one choice, is our first choice is always to focus on ourselves, but we can do something else. We can receive our inheritance in the kingdom of light that Paul talks about. In other words, we can see that God's inheritance and His blessings for His people are so big and so great that we can't contain them all ourselves. And in fact, God is continuing to reveal just how big His purpose and His plans are, just how wide and great His glory is and His blessings are for His people. And God's blessings and His glory, His goodness and His plans are so big that one person or one program or one point in history can't contain it. So we are pursuing the joy of the fullness of God's kingdom. Not just one community, not just one way, one around one table, but many places, around many tables and many times throughout the week, throughout the year. You see, as individuals who are part of River Park Church or, or considering being a part of River Park Church, you get to be a part of a church that is much bigger than your personal preferences or your personal perspectives. I like to joke with, uh, with people that the only thing worse than having, being part of a community that, uh, where, where people are always different from you all the time, the only thing worse than that is being a part of a community where everybody's all the same. How boring is that, right? We get to be a part of a community where we are not, we don't all have the same perspectives. We don't all have the same preferences. We get to be in part because we get to be a part of God's community. And God's vision and plan and kingdom is so much bigger than us. And likewise, as a church, we get to be a part of a kingdom that is bigger than us and a vision and a mission that stretches back and stretches across the world that is so much larger than we are. So we are receptive to God's leading because God has even more blessings for His people. God is not content to give us part of His church. 
He doesn't want to give us just part of his blessings. God is not even content with a beginning. The beginning that we read about in Acts where the Spirit is poured out on the church, the first multicultural, multi-language worship service that Pastor Harrison talked about. God is not content with a beginning. He is doing even greater things in His kingdom, even greater things in His world that we, we can't even take it all in. We can't imagine what all God is doing, and we certainly can't control it. Instead, we end this morning where we started, or where I started. We are witnesses to it. We see what God is doing, and we celebrate it. We see that we are one small part of God's kingdom community, and we celebrate that God and His kingdom and His love are so much bigger than us. That we are one small part of the people from every tribe and nation and language and tongue gathered around the throne of the Lamb. That we are one small part of the greatest story ever told. But we are a part loved by God and precious to Him. What a joy. What a wonder for us. So as we close this morning, I want to remind you of where Pastor Harrison started, with love. That one of the main ways that we open our hearts and remain receptive to God and what God is doing in building His kingdom is love. What does it mean to love others? Well, it means that we notice things about them, right? That we're interested in them. That we care for them. We get to know them more. And so we're going to end with a prayer that reminds us and, and Focuses, focuses us on God's love. I'm going to encourage you, these word, the prayer is going to be on the screen behind me. And I encourage you, if you're comfortable, to speak the words of the prayer out loud with me. And if you're not comfortable, just say the words quietly in your own heart. Most of all, I want you to encourage you to make these words your own. Maybe you think of someone in particular, someone who's dear to you and close to you, or maybe someone who's far from you. Consider praying these words for someone in particular. Return to these words again and again. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. So let's pray this prayer together for one another. You can say it with me. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever.
Amen. Amen.